Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest. We had some technical issues getting here, but we're finally here. We're finally able to record. And I'm super excited about it because brand new stuff that just came out. And I think everybody has kind of caught on to the phenomenon. But we'll get there to talk about that in just a minute. Um, so please welcome to the show, Fall Cosplay. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. <laughs> well, I had to get up a little bit earlier for it, but it was it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it. sorry. I'm so sorry about that. I mean, being that you're from down under, it's uh Yeah, Australia. <laughs> Australia, Sydney. Exactly. And I'm all the way in the States, so we've got a bit of a time difference. I'm actually, uh, well, you'd be calling into the past, I guess. Yeah, I'm um, 8 a.m. and the 20th of the 2nd. Correct. And, and I am and you're in the 19th. p.m. on the 19th. Wow. Time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't even have to go 88 miles per hour. I know. Crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll jump right into this and we'll see what kind of crazy stories and antics you might have, which I have a feeling there's going to be a few. Um, the first thing that I kind of want to touch on is uh, what actually kind of really caught my attention is that you're well, you're like a professional cosplayer, right? Um, I, I honestly even hesitate, I guess, because for me, like being a cosplayer is just a hobby. So it's it's so much more of just a I don't know, like tag, tacking like professional onto it just makes, makes I don't know, it just <laughs> sounds so much more official than I okay. think it really deserves to be. <laughs> all right, that's fair. I don't know, I'm, I'm a hobbyist. I'm a hobbyist, if anything. All right, all right. So you're a hobby cosplayer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm definitely no, I'm definitely no Yaya Han or, you know, Jessica Negri. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, um, just a casual cosplayer. I mean, before this happened, um, I was at a very small and intimate following, but uh, now this is blown up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I've seen the the pictures of the stuff you've done, and that's why I use the term professional because, I mean, your your level of quality is just amazing. Your attention to detail Aww. is just great. Thank so. you like genuinely. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I, I think I think as um as cosplayers, we do tend to um 
you know, try, try and do our best. Um, for some people, it's, you know, dedicating more of their time to their wig styling. And some people, it's more time to their sewing. And for other people, it's armor. Um, I'm, I'm not really good at wigs. So I, I do tend to stick in the more sewing department. Um, so I try to do my best growing in, in that, you know, yeah. you know, nature of my, yeah. of my uh, capabilities. <laughs> And so this is, you say this is a hobby for you. Like why, what drew you to start doing it? Actually, it was really funny because I was really obsessed. So like I can actually pinpoint the whole story of me getting into cosplay. So like as a teen, I like 13 years old, I think it was, um, I got into uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 2003 like version. Mm -hmm. I loved that show. And um, then I met a person through my dad who is an illustrator and designer um, who was like, hey, well, if you like cartoons, have you heard of anime? And it had always been that like that really whitewashed, like, um, you know, Saturday TV, Sunday, like morning TV anime that was like, not really interesting. Um, but he introduced me to like the mysterious, um, the melancholy of, um, Haruhi Suzumiya and Death Note and Full Metal Alchemist. And honestly, like, and then I was like, oh, that's amazing. And he's like, well, if you like that, come to a convention. So I went to a convention, everyone was dressed up and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is so much better than I thought it could be. Um, <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, but next time I come here, I have to be dressed up too. Because I've, I've always been a bit of an actor my whole life. My mom took me to, to acting lessons since I was about seven years old. Um, and so the idea that I got to act in a room full of other people who are also accepting of the acting, like no one's trying to be like, but you're not really that person. Like they're more like, oh, you're going to play in character, then I'm going to play in character and we can have this interaction in character and it'll be fun. And I just, I just love that that whole community sense of it that's awesome so you go to do you go to a lot of conventions or just like a handful here and there um well i tend to go to most um east coast uh conventions in australia so that'd be like the sydney conventions mainly because that's where i'm based mm -hmm. and then i would travel up to the gold coast in brisbane and then i'd travel down i'm actually going to melbourne over um in a couple of weeks as well uh, which will be my first um, Melbourne over, but it's not my first convention in Melbourne. So, yeah, okay. like, you know, I, I'll go to a few. Um, but it, it's not, they're not as many as in, like, the States. And they're not as big either. They're, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's a lot. But it is growing. It is growing, though. It's incredible. Each year, it's more and more people. So when you go and you're, you're in your costume, do people come running up wanting pictures with you all the time? Um, if they recognize my character, yeah. Um, I mean, I've definitely had times where I've like dressed up as one character and I've had people assuming that I was another one. Oh. Um, so that that's always been fun to have to constantly like correct them. Like, no, I'm actually this character. Um, but I mean, most of the time, um, yeah, you'll especially if you're in a group. Oh, groups like really draw crowds. So it's like if you're in a group with like other people from the set, like ever, you can be standing there for like upwards of like possibly half an hour just having people take photos um because it's like so exciting when there's like a like almost like a collector set yeah. <laughs> oh, okay um but and then i mean like lately it's been more um because i've cosplayed more popular characters so like with critical role and stuff like mm -hmm. i've been getting more photos because people have like recognized the character and been like oh my god i love it and it's like and it's always nice to be able to engage with fans of the show as well and, and also then you'll find other people who are doing the same character and you're like let's take a selfie together like we're, we're twinning right now 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm assuming that happened at least a couple of times. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, especially at meetups. <laughs> especially <laughs> when you organize to all congregate in the one section, then of course you're going to run into people who are doing the exact same costume and you just all get to like talk over like, oh, how did you do this part? Oh, I did it this way. Oh, that's amazing. I'm going to do that next time. And it's just, it's a lot of fun to be able to just like have that awesome community and people just like supporting each other. Yeah. Um, you know, because we're all trying to pursue the same sort of art. I guess in this in the end. No, that that makes sense. Yeah, uh, you were talking about um, working on wigs and sewing and things like that. Do you make all of your own costumes and props yourself, or do you order some parts, or how does that work? Um, so if it's so if it's like a wig, so actually, like if anything, let me break down like Nixie, like okay, um, to to like talk about like what I did make and what I had to like grab. Um, most of Nixie is made by myself. Um, I actually had never made armor before, and I made um, both her. Um, I'm going to get the words wrong because I always do. But I got her bracer and her shoulder piece, which is a. Oh, what's it called? Pauldron. Oh, I always forget. I'm just like, I know it's something. <laughs> oh, I always forget it. Um, the other people on the, on the crew, like the other people who are on the crew, they're just, they're so easy to like talk about this sort of stuff because they've been in that sort of like community for so much longer than I have. Gotcha. They're just like, oh yeah, they'll just like spit out these words and I'm like, cool, I know what these things are. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those things, the the shoulder thing yeah. is. Yeah, the shoulder thing is. But yeah, I'd, I'd never made those pieces before. And so that was my first time experimenting. Um, also to give a kind of like, um, like a bit of like a context as well. I, I made Nixie in a week. Oh, wow. Um, and that was my own fault um, because, like, they gave me heaps of time to make her. And um, I I have a problem with actually getting things done within, like, a, like I'm very much like, oh, I have time later. You know, I'll do it later. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's always so tomorrow. I, uh, yeah, exactly. There's always tomorrow. Like, that's a tomorrow, pa- like, me problem, right? Yeah. Um, and so, and so um, I... I made uh, her her top, uh, pants. The boots were ones that I already owned. Um, I made, yeah, the armor pieces. The wig was just a pink normal wig. I actually have, like, photos of the fact that it was just, like, a straight bob wig. Um, like, probably more to the shoulder length. And I uh, dyed the, the roots of it a more, like, darker pink color. And mm-hmm. then curled it and braided it and cut it and all that sort of stuff. Um... I mean, obviously, I had to order in the ears and the scleras and all that sort of stuff. But the rest of it was essentially made by myself. Gotcha. So, yeah, I think if anything, she's probably an accumulation of the stuff that I have learned, like just in my time cosplaying. That's great. That shows, you know, because that character is very well done. And the fact that you did it in a week really shows how good you are at it. It's just, I don't know, it just seems so silly that I was given, like, probably probably over a month, <laughs> and uh, I gave myself a week. <laughs> well, yeah. kids, that's what we call a segue. So, <laughs> I would like to talk about Nixie a little bit, and then um, kind of delve into where Nixie comes from. Um, so, sure. so, you said, you know, you came up with everything for that, um, but... Can you tell everybody who exactly Nixie is? Uh, Nixie is from a web series uh, on YouTube called One for All. Um, and it's produced by Dear Stalkers, um, who has the director of Elliot and Goldie. Um, and they're an amazing duo. Like, they've 
developed quite a name for themselves in um, the Australian cosplay circles for making amazing like cosplay videos. Um, so if you're like a nerd, like that's that's a really good um, channel to follow because they just have a whole bunch of like anime and like other nerd stuff um, on their <laughs> channel that they make comedy skits for and stuff. Um, and so essentially, like I had a friend who, funnily enough, was um, who is Antrius on the show. So he's actually a friend that I've had for a long time. And he was just like, hey, um, you like acting. Um, there's a possibility that there's going to be this web series. And introduce me. And to be honest, I don't think I made the best first impression on them, considering that I probably was like three or four drinks in at that point. <laughs> um, but I basically listed like all my acting credentials, like like off my fingers, and was just like, "Hey, I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done this." So like, I really want to be on this on this show. Um, and they were just like, "Okay, cool. So give me, give us a, uh, a an audition, and uh, we'll see how it goes." On this show is the Romaniac sorcerer, um, who was kind of also the chaotic, stupid uh, archetype in the. In the- <laughs> serious as well um which is something she wears proudly <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so why what what exactly is the premise behind the show um so it's essentially uh, based on the game of dungeons and dragons um and the whole idea as it was pitched to me was that we would be players and then we would be acting as our characters in response to what our players were doing Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes back and forth between our reality and the fantasy reality of the game, um, which was just such a cool concept um, to me. And honestly, it's something that although I've seen a lot of people playing Dungeons and Dragons, I haven't seen that done before, like that specifically. Right. And um, so we were like super keen because we're like, oh, we're doing something new and fresh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, it really is. And it, it's kind of funny to see. Honestly, because your characters seem so much different than your quote-unquote player selves. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the, possibly the only person who's very much like their alter ego is probably the Antonio Antrius character. <laughs> right, um, who, who plays the bard. Yeah, who essentially was um, asked to join to be himself. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, so essentially he was he was typecast like straight up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's just great. <laughs> and then the the real kind of aside from the originality of switching back and forth, the kind of hook to the show is that whenever the players are required to make a role, which is a, a standard way of determining an outcome in Dungeons and Dragons, you get a one. Yeah, so I mean, the premise. I, I mean, I mean, we get called up on it a lot. Like people are like, oh, why do you always roll ones? That's so unrealistic. And we're just like, uh, and us being actual like like fantasy characters is totally realistic. <laughs> I mean, it, it's meant to be a comedy series. Like, where, right? I mean, it's it is a comedy series. Um, like the whole idea is like when you roll really poorly and it just. It has like all the funny outcomes that that come from that um i mean like if we're just rolling kind of mediocre all the time and things just kind of keep flooding along it's not really interesting right i mean the, the like as a player and as a dm myself like i can really say that the fun parts is when you really fail and when you do amazingly well and then it's kind of like that like you know playing between those um kind of dichotomies is just where, where the fun i feel really is 
Um, because it's like when people follow your story, like even as a deer, like when people follow your story, eh, like it's kind of fun. But when people fail so miserably that you have to create a whole like side quest, like off like off your cuff it's just uh it's so much more fun (laughs) exactly i mean the the probable outcomes are just the best part of it so exactly i I totally agree with that and so talking about nixie a little bit more when they came to you and said okay here's your character did they tell you everything about her like she has to be pink she has to have horns she has to have a lisp or did you come up with that Okay, so the her being a tiefling was already decided. Um, so actually, the uh, cinematographer Goldie it was based off her D and D character, um, who was a um, I think they were a war mage tiefling. And yeah, so basically, all they gave me was that it is a um, fire obsessed uh, sorcerer who's also a tiefling. And I was like, cool. That seems like a fun character to play. Um, I mean, not my normal characters when I play D and D myself, like they're not they're very uh, different to Nixie. Oh, okay. Um, but the thing is, but she's she's so much fun to play. Like as an actor, it's just so much fun to be that kind of chaotic energy in the room. Um, and so I, I think that's that's always been uh, so. That, yeah, that that's a lot of fun. But yeah, so essentially, they gave me you know this this kind of. Um, concept of of character and then we kind of just fleshed her out from there um so to be honest we had to kind of really tread uh quite delicately when designing her because we didn't want her to look too much like another tiefling that's already established in um basically in what you could call like D canon now um that being like critical role or um you know other um other series such like um mm-hmm. so we had to kind of be very like careful on like how we created her and we're like yeah so like what if she's got like you know pink skin and and we've got like pink curly hair and the horns and all that sort of stuff we're like yeah this is totally original and then it on the internet everyone's just like is that Mina Rashida from My Hero Academia and we're like oh, yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> no <laughs> oh I could totally oh, no. see that now Oh, <laughs> and it, it's just like one of those things where it's like, so okay. Even funnier is the fact that we were just like the whole time we're like, no, there's differences. I mean, Mina has this, and, and Nixie has that, and blah blah blah. And then one time I was at a convention dressed as Nixie when I was like trying to ramp up. Like this is before the second episode had aired. This is just the first episode, so we were still pretty small at this point. Um, and I was like trying to you know get support and everything, and I started talking to Amina Ashido cosplayer, who was super sweet and was just so lovely to talk to. And this one guy walked up, was just like, "Are you guys cosplaying the same character?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh no, I can't even escape it here." Oh, the, uh, I hadn't even thought so, of that until you said that, and now I can't unsee it. I know. And the thing is, it's like, well, I may as well just like get everyone to see it so they can all just see it. And then we can all just collectively get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Within the show itself, do you all like, is it scripted or is it improv? Some parts scripted, some parts improv? Um, I don't know if you've seen the bloopers, but um, essentially I would say it's probably 70% scripted, 30% improv. Gotcha. Um, So... Like, I would probably even say that it could be if there are some episodes where it's even more like uh, 60, 40, even maybe. And that's because honestly, like, like the uh, we've got our director who writes our scripts for us. And um, and then we kind of like read them in that. And then when we're kind of 
on set, we tend to sort of also at the same time workshop it at the same time. Um, so if a line doesn't feel right, we'll kind of just play around with it. And sometimes, you know, the director will just be like, okay, this is just a general gist of the information I want to get across. Like, feel free to, to play around with it if you like. Um, I mean, so if you do watch the bloopers, you will see that the king of improv in our cast is uh, Antonio, the Antreus, the bard character. Um, <laughs> he, just, he can just come up with some amazing lines just like instantly and it'll have us all just in stitches laughing just because of the stuff that he'll come up with i think it was in episode four uh, i basically like during the tabletop session apply my makeup um twice because the first time i cried it off from laughing so hard oh jeez. Um, yeah it was it was so bad because we had to halt filming for like i think about half an hour just for me to just clean my entire face off and then reapply it all up so it was just yeah, <laughs> it's, it, it's just also like sometimes it just becomes banter as well. Like like one person will say something and then another person will go off that and it just kind of accumulates until we've got like a brand new idea and it's like, okay, cool, we're putting that in the script. Um, but yeah, a lot of the stuff gets cut though. Oh. <laughs> so much of it though, I don't, I don't blame them. Yeah, but being a, a player and a DM yourself really kind of helps with that scenario, right? Like it... it... Yeah, no hundred percent. I mean, you know, you kind of have to, it, I mean, it's, it's like as, as much as it's scripted, um, all of us are able to kind of have that, you know, uh, all of us are D and D players. We all play, um, not actually funnily enough. We don't play together. We play with separate groups. Um, and okay. so, <laughs> all yeah, right. I know it's, it's, it's fun. Cause like we, we only like all, all the whole cast, we only met each other first at, um, at the first time that we all like, we got together for, the like reading of a script yeah so so i basically only was able to meet like the other the other people um like for the first time really uh, in that first session where we just sat down and we all just kind of introduced ourselves and, and read the script through the first time so yeah so i mean I, i've been also doing um like i said like i've been doing acting since i was about seven years old and like a huge part of my classes like um doing that was improvising um and it was something that I, I got really good at um especially because i would have to do a lot of improv games um in order to pass my classes um and so like i think improvisation is just a lot of fun and it's it's a lot better when you feel really safe with the people that you're improvising with mm-hmm. i think it's a lot harder when you feel self-conscious or you know um like you know not very confident with the people that you're playing with i think having like that sort of community at the table or you know for us on the set of people who are like super willing to hear um the improvisation that you come up with um it's just it just helps so much to make you feel like you can actually just like come up with you know more and more outrageous stuff um because even if it doesn't get put in at least you have a fun time just kind of you know riffing off each other gotcha okay and we kind of talked about it before we started recording, so I want to touch on that to lead into the next part. The name Nixie is the character. Where does Nicole come into all this? Oh, so essentially, like, the character names, like, the actual, like, the, the people, um, they're all kind of... So, uh, for the exception of Eva, um, Antonio and Nixie were both made as kind of, like, spin-offs of our D&D character names. So oh. we kind of wanted to touch that sort of, you know, like how people kind of go, oh, like the D&D character is just a better or more like fantastic version of yourself. So we kind of wanted to play into that whole of like, they basically just named their 
their characters like a more fantasy version after themselves which which is actually um funny because like when i came up with the name nixie I, it was meant to be like a shortened version of uh phoenix which kind of plays into that whole like fire um side of her personality yeah um so then nicole was basically just like a branch off that where i'm like okay but what's what's a person sounding name that kind of starts with like that kind of in the kind of sound and that's yeah that's where nicole came in so gotcha okay of eva because that's actually her stage name so she's actually a um a performer so she's a uh, burlesque performer um which you can see on her instagram Um, and so that was already her stage name so she's like i'll just use that one again and then we you know built evandra off off that name right which i think is such Name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so that leads me into the next part, which, you know, has to do with names and things like that. So um, I would like to open the floor to you for, you know, however long you would like to take on it to let people <laughs> know where to follow you on your social medias. Oh, um, okay. Well, first would be probably my Instagram. That's probably where I am most active. Um, so that's full cosplay at, on Instagram. Um, I am also on Twitter as full cosplay one. Um, Cause full cosplay was not available. Don't know who took it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that's pretty much about it. I don't really use much any other socials. Um, okay. I mean, obviously also follow Dear Stalkers because uh, they constantly post updates about the series um and they also post like lots of like um interview tidbits and um like just kind of like uh like fun um you know factoids about the show and stuff um on on there on there as well so that's dear stalker on instagram um you can also follow the other cast as well so you've got uh forgeling who is the bard andreas uh on instagram and you also got eva underscore devore so yeah so she she's She's actually got some amazing stuff on her um, on her uh, Instagram as well because yeah, she's a performer and so she's got all these beautiful like costumes and and um, and just uh, just stunning routines and everything. She's also a teacher, so that's pretty cool as well. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so I definitely always recommend that um, that people give that a look as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so it's, it is Eva. Eva okay cool i wanted to double check that <laughs> don't want to send people to the wrong place right right i gotcha <laughs> all right so yeah just have a look on the youtube channel like just the you know dear stalkers youtube uh the bloopers and the and the series so yeah just make sure you give it a watch absolutely a like a subscribe tap the bell you know all that good stuff <laughs> all that good stuff yeah, yeah and also the patreon i mean we've um We've been doing really well with our Patreon. Like, we've had a lot of people who are just really happy to support us. Like, they don't even really, like, we've had people, we've had to reach out to people being like, okay, like, what do you want your, um, what do you want your, uh, your reward to be for this tier of Patreon? And they're like, oh, I don't really care. I just want you to just keep making more episodes. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me and to the listeners and, you know, telling us a little about yourself and what it is that you do. It's it's been a great oh. time. You're so fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, probably not as fun as Nixie. She's she's a bundle of of something. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I I but think thank you so much. I think I got a little bit of Nixie in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And You're thank welcome. you for, for asking to um to have to have me on. Absolutely. Really cool. Yeah. You know, I saw Nixie. I said, I got to talk to the person who plays Nixie. I bet she's a bundle of laughs. And you know what? It has been. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. 
And thank you to all the listeners who tuned in and clicked and subscribed and did all that fun stuff so that we can keep this ball rolling. And, you know, stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects. With an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners, just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.